everybody, and welcome to this episode of Igniting the Spark, a Talk Film Society's Star Wars podcast. Uh, currently, we are going through the first season of The Mandalorian, and we are on episode three. And today, I have a special guest to discuss it with me, uh, Loaf Pile. Welcome! Hi, thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> yeah, it is nice to put a face with the the name and icon on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, I hope you're doing good. I am. Um, yeah, yeah. Always good to get to rewatch some Mandalorian. Yeah, I have not watched this uh, probably since it came out. So it's a about almost two years since I've seen this episode. I, I think it's the same for me, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> because I didn't really, I was not one of those people who was like, I've got to rewatch the whole first season. Whenever season yeah, two came out, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I was, it's been nice to like start revisiting these episodes and be like, oh, yeah. We, we we love Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the best. Yeah. But hey, uh, one of the things I've been asking everybody to kick off episodes is uh, if you were paying attention at the time, uh, the new Disney projects, is there any of them that stand out to you that you are most excited to see that all the, all the stuff they announced a while ago? Did you see it? Maybe. What do you, wait, are you talking Maybe. about like movies like, or like theme park or what are you the talking movies, about? The movies, the shows, all the um, good stuff, you know, like Obi-Wan, oh, Black, oh, well, then, you yeah. Know, Rep, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Black Squadron, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually going to ever be get like done, but like the Acolyte was one thing that was on there. Yes. And yeah. I like that, but like I have a feeling some things aren't going to always, you know, come to fruition like we want to. So I'm hope <laughs> I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping it is. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know about. Wasn't Kara Dune supposed to have her own show or something? <laughs> Is that I think not she happening? Was, but then, yeah, yeah, with the chaos that yeah. ensued. <laughs> so we'll see. I what believe there was supposed yeah. to be a like Rangers of the New Republic show that she was yeah, supposed to be yeah. like a main character in, which like. I don't know. The problem is, right, on paper, I like the character of Cara Dune. Like, I yes. think it's a co- cool character, but then it's like, oh, Gina Carano's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the struggle. I feel like they can recast her. Yeah. And, like, I would be down. And I don't think it would be that even, it might even be an improvement. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but it might be better. So I mean, besides the political aspect of things, I remember I went on Twitter whenever they announced she was fired and good old everybody's favorite, um, Ted Cruz was getting salty about it. And he was like, oh, she played such a great character. And I went on Twitter and I was like, oh, yeah, man, she smirked. And then and then she smirked some more. I, yeah. And then she smirked. <laughs> Again, yeah. <laughs> What a performance, yeah, Ted. I mean, you're so right. <laughs> I don't know how she didn't get like an Oscar for that, but you know. <laughs> it's uh, it's rough. But at the same time, like I, my whole thing as a Star Wars fan is that I love um, Alderaan and pretty much anybody yeah. related to Alderaan. So yeah. whenever they like introduced her character, I was like, oh yeah, I'm fully in the pocket for this one. Yeah. And then stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it would have been cool to see. Um, and hey, I would love a recast uh, with somebody that can actually act. I would yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask, but you know. Yeah, 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 you know, in the universe that has, especially, you know, a lot of people obviously have a lot to say about our uh, the Disney Star Wars stuff. 
Um, but I think one of the best strengths that pretty much all of us can agree on is that, like, their casting is normally really good. It like, is, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really think of anyone else, especially, like, off The Mandalorian that I had any problems with. Love. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm like, like, I don't even see, like, Pedro that much just because he has the helmet on, but, like, yeah. just him talking is, like, enough. Like, yeah. yeah. And his, his physicality as the character yeah, is really yeah, yeah, good yeah. and solid, yeah, exactly. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love that. And then in the sequels, I mean, even in the sequels, you know, <laughs> you can talk to anybody who hates the sequel trilogy and even they will be like, well, I mean, it still gave us Kylo Ren and Adam Driver, though. So I mean, exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I guess we kind of came out on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even but, if it was we'll, like, we'll, if the show takes place almost like a prequel, have like a younger yeah. version of her. And just have a different person great. that's cast and be... That would be a great way go. to recast Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that would make life so easy. Um, but yeah, I'd love to... I, I, man, oh, boy, now that you said that, I was just going, boy, I'd love a series like that actually took place like on Alderaan yeah. and like gave us more of Alderaan yeah. culture because we've never actually seen it. Yeah. So, and then the Acolyte that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that's going to be a... like. High Republic era thing, right? I, if I remember correctly, I think so. That's I. So I feel bad because I haven't like gotten <laughs> too much into like the books yeah, and like comic books you. of that era. So I'm not like I know there's it's like there's like tricky. something something like a <laughs> there's like a giant spaceship somewhere like a it's called like a beacon or something or I forget mm-hmm. something like that. Something that's like that's that, all yeah. I know. That's all I know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yes, I, I host the Star Wars podcast and everything, but I am not as uh, well-versed on yeah. some of those things as I should be either. So I feel you. Okay, good. Um, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember that they made the announcement for the Acolyte, and I mm-hmm. believe it was good old Leslie Headland who made, like, what is that show called? Russian Doll is oh, going to yeah, run yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like... Yep, yep, I'm on board. Like, don't yeah. have to say anything else. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then, isn't there one that's, like, every episode is, like, a different, like, thing going on? Yes. Oh, let's, I forget what that was. Yes, one. there's, like, some kind of animated kind of, yeah. like, different style thing. Yeah, me and, I believe, Chad talked about that last week, where we were going, we have no idea what that's going to be. Yeah. But hopefully it's going to be cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it kind of it kind of sounds like the same thing as like Marvel has that what if show coming mm-hmm. out apparently where they'll be doing you know multiverse stuff yeah. and all that yeah that's exciting too yeah um, always down for more animated Star Wars because yeah. that is where Definitely. some of the best Star Wars is <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah I mean the thing is about this new era that we're in with both Star Wars and Marvel is these shows are actually like more solid sometimes than our movies honestly yeah i think it's i don't know if it's a matter of like because they're not as highly budgeted they don't have as like as much influence from like these really higher ups like if you have a multi-billion dollar movie compared to like a kind of couple million dollar show you can get away with a lot more with the show like a little bit more creative freedom with it i think that's why they're doing a little bit better sometimes i hope yeah yeah i hope so too (laughs) and that's something i do hope for both marvel and star wars is that like maybe we continue in this trend of like actually giving the creators creative control you know like yeah and boy the pipe dream would be that they don't do all the action in marvel in previs anymore and actually let them do the action sequences too yeah yeah 
because yeah, I think one of the strengths, and we definitely see some of it to segue into good old Mando here. Um, one of the strengths of this episode and just the first season of the show is the like action and fights. Like, yeah, definitely. and there's a lot in this one. Yeah. And I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first one had, it gave you like a little couple hints of like what they could do with it. Second one, mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, he was on a sand crawler. So like he wasn't yeah yeah but it wasn't really a fight yeah but now this this episode definitely had like the fights yeah pretty and serious. some of the stuff yeah. that happens in in these fights is like actually pretty like brutal for like, oh yeah, yeah like yeah, when, yeah. whenever he's saving Grogu I like noted down that he like yeah. <laughs> roasts a stormtrooper inside his armor you know <laughs> and I like that though I like that this show gets pretty. Yeah, gritty at times with I mean as gritty as anything can be on good old Disney Plus. I've always thought about that because I know a lot of Disney Plus stuff is like family oriented so like they'll yeah. have like Mary Poppins and then I see like this and it's just like <laughs> it, I, I mean I'm, I'm down but it, it, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty different. No it is kind yeah. of wild yeah and like there are also certain <laughs> It's always, you know, whenever you talk about censorship and something, <laughs> the, the standards that are different are so funny to me because I know that they put Splash, the old Tom Hanks movie up on Disney+, Plus, yeah. <laughs> and they, like, really badly censored, like, this one shot where somebody showed their butt in that movie. <laughs> but then, like, Mando roasts, like I said, roasts a stormtrooper, and it's like, hey, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah no, bring up the sounds of anguish in the sound exactly, mix. We yeah. need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it's uh, it's funny, but uh, yeah. So this is, I mean, right off the bat, right, we get great baby Yoda action. Yeah, the whole <laughs> introducing of him loving the little ball on top of the knob, or, or the knob on top. Yeah, and I I love that as a detail, and it's a good bookend too because we end with him getting the ball again. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Some of the writing. Um, I think it's those kind of details that kind of, I don't want to say make the show, but I think yeah. they kind of make the show. I mean, it, it's, it's, they I make think it's special. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It makes it yeah. feel like it's its own kind of universe kind of thing. It does, I mean, or at least they put some thought into it. They just didn't, yeah. they didn't film these action scenes and then they're done. Um, I, I like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the humanizing moments, which are, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. really important when your main character doesn't take his helmet exactly. off, like as a yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you just have the little moment where you see <laughs> yeah. that little hand poke up <laughs> and reach for the wall. Oh, it's so cute. Um, and yeah, I mean, as soon as they introduce this character, they're just giving you nothing but good, good, adorable baby Yoda action at the beginning of this. They know episode. what they're doing. They they, they, they know, know what they're, they're doing. doing. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a, like, (laughs) I feel so mixed on Baby Yoda sometimes because, obviously, I love him. Grogu's the best. We stand a legend in this house. Yes, yes, But it is such a blatant, like, merch (laughs) and, like, you know, like, just marketing ploy his existence. And I'm just like, but I... I don't know where it ends because, like, if you go to any Hot Topic in any mall in (laughs) the It's just, like, half the store is that, and I don't, like, it's the most ridiculous, (laughs) like, accessories you can get. Like, it's just, I don't know. And, like, I say this as, like, I have in my t-shirt, like, 
drawer in my bedroom like a white t-shirt that just has all over print of cute little grogu's yeah know? exactly so like, yeah posters yeah yeah I, I, I am self-conscious of the fact that it is a ploy that they're putting on me, but it's working it's, fully. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I'll admit it. Like, I have a little tiny, like, um, a little uh, Funko Pop of yeah. him, and I just, it's like, my, it's in yep. my car. I just keep it in there. <laughs> <laughs> he just like lives I, in yeah, there. He, yeah, why not? It is the appropriate place for a Grogu to live. It's yeah. like, in your car, yeah. it's like being shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, but he's so cute, though. I mean, I, one of the things I noted was like, you know, as soon as he lands, you have the little shot with his little ears flapping in the wind. And I was just like, oh, no, I know. he's so yeah. cute. He's so adorable. <laughs> and I, you know, I want to resist it, but he's just, you can't. I'm kind of worried to see, like, because he eventually he has to grow up. And like, yeah. I think that regular Yoda is kind of cute, but... It's definitely not the same, and I don't like. I don't. I don't want to see like teenager baby Yoda, and his like his like angsty era. I just. I don't know about that. We don't. We don't need angsty Yoda. Yeah, dark side growth for yeah. his teenage years. <laughs> oh man, his his Kylo Ren period, if you will. Yeah, uh, but. I he's great and yeah the thing is and I do wonder how they're even going to handle something like that because you're going boy if this character's been around 50 years and he still looks like this it's like yeah are we ever actually going to get to see grown up Grogu probably not I don't know who knows so this this takes place before the sequels right or is this after wait yes okay this is before the sequels I remember the way somebody illustrated it once online that gave me a really good grasp of the timeline was that like ben solo is something like five to ten at the time mandalorian yeah so i I mean unless they run like i don't know because they haven't established anything after episode nine so yeah yeah i guess that would be that would be the thing with grogu is he's gonna live way past like where the movies end and all that so it's like of course, there are some people who think that good old Ben must kill him in the temple, but no, 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 we're not gonna, we're not gonna, that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's not canon I yet. didn't hear that. You didn't tell me that. No, no, no. It's not real. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's genuinely not. There's a comic book series. Boy, I'm getting spiraled on Kylo like I always do. There's a comic book series about Kylo that, like, kind of goes into what happens there and reveals that, like, he didn't actually really kill, like, pretty much anyone there he kind of just burned down an empty like temple house so we're good good. we're clear on (laughs) but here's the thing nobody else knows that because nobody else read those comics right so it's like me screaming into the void like (laughs) ben innocent like (laughs) but um yeah so i don't know I, i it's something that i think about a lot whenever i watch this show is just like how what happens canonically with Grogu over the next couple of years, you know? Yeah. Um, where is he during the entire sequel trilogy while all this chaos is going down? Can I, like, spoil things about season two? Oh, yeah. That? Okay, yeah. I didn't know if this was, like, a... I... We're not... Okay, so, yeah. yeah. We're good. <laughs> so we know he's with Luke right now. Mm-hmm. Hi, and I don't know how long he'll be with him or what what they're up to yeah <laughs> so. like you don't see him or any sign of him at all like you know like 
whenever Luke is um, on that planet. Octo. Yeah, in, yeah. in Last Jedi, whenever Ray finds, it's not like he's like, and this is Grogu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. He chills exactly. in my room. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or like uh, when he sees like the ghost of like actual Yoda, he doesn't say yeah. like, you know, you're. We don't know what Baby Yoda is. We don't know if that. I don't think. I don't think that's Yoda's son. I don't know no, how it happened. No. I don't know how he's Who around. Who knows? Yeah. So, or Yoda and Yaddle, if they had a kid, I don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Yoda and Yaddle were related somehow. So maybe not. I don't know. I Who knows? <laughs> we don't know about that. Do they even have a species name? I don't think their species even has like a name. I don't think so. No, I think that's one of the things. They've always been a very mysterious like yeah. species. No, I mean, I don't think we've ever had details on where they came from. There is also the fact that in the Star Wars universe, like, <laughs> there's the fact that, you know, Anakin himself is something that was supposedly just created by the Force out of nothing. So yeah. who knows? Like, Krogu could have literally just appeared one day, you know? I don't know. It's a mystery that, like, I'd love to get into, but at the same time... I'm also kind of like, eh, we could leave it. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I'd be fine. I like the mystery. Yeah. It's fine. I mean. Yeah. It's like in the sequel trilogy where like, I was one of the people who was like, you know what? I don't need you to explain explain how Snoke got there. Like, I'm good on that. I'd rather have no explanation than like the explanation that we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 110%. Where he's just like this um, little, just like sardine in a little, just like floating in this little pod. Yeah. And, like the with a bunch of other ones, I'm like, great, that's great. That's cool. that's a great explanation. I love, love that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I honestly like I remember watching that uh, Last Jedi in the theaters and whatever he got cut in half. I was like, you know, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. actually. Yeah. No more of him. Yeah, yeah, like we're good here. Yeah. That was a really satisfying way for that character to like go out just exactly. as yeah. mysterious as he came in. Yeah. But anyway. Um, back to this good old, um, this good old episode. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot One why I was thing- on here. <laughs> I know, right? We just got, we got going. And that's fine. Um, I love that whenever he gets his, uh, <laughs> whenever he gets his, um, bounty, his, his best car, right? Yeah. In that little yeah, yeah. prop. Yeah. That prop, I don't know if you, you know this. Oh, the ice cream maker? The ice cream maker, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> and I love that they bring this back. <laughs> yeah, because I don't and think give it- <laughs> anyone watching it that has not, like, that isn't like us. <laughs> they're not going to get it. They're, they're going to look at it and be like, that's a weird sci-fi yeah. contraption that he's, yeah. that's what they do there, I guess. But I, yeah, I appreciate the nod. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it even kind of gives... Like, even a reason why, right, that you would see this guy running around Cloud City with the ice cream maker. Exactly, yeah. It's because it's holding something valuable. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. it's a safe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that they give that <laughs> explanation. Yeah. That's kind of, and that kind of happens throughout Mandalorian. There are little things that it's clear <laughs> Dave Filoni is like, yeah, George put that ba- in one day and it doesn't make lots of sense. So let me, let me explain it real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And they do a really good job with that. And I just, I love seeing it again. It makes me happy. Um, and then I, the next thing I wrote down in my, in my good old notes is, you know, one of the themes, uh, especially in season two, I feel like, is that we just kind of see Mandalor- Mando Din um, break his code like more mm-hmm. and more as time yeah. goes on. Yeah. 
And this is the first episode, though, where we get introduced to, like, the code. It's the first time we get, this is the way. Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. All the rules <laughs> that his branch of Mandalorians have. For all of their rules, really, what I, I figured out as I rewatched it was, oh, so really the only rule is, like, just don't take off the helmet. Like, everything Apparently, else we're yeah. flexible on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, it's it's weird that you took the Beskar from them and they stole it from us and yada, yada, yada. But as long as you didn't take you didn't take off your helmet, right? Okay, we're good. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> I really do like this little fight that he has with that, like, kind of heavy version of a Mandalorian where they're using these, like, I meant to look up the name of whatever this oh, is. It's Star called, Cannon, like, a, but the, like, yeah, what is that called? Vibrating like, knife. Like. I, I think it's something, like, vi- vibro something. Let's see. It might be. Let's well, go to the internet. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian. Vibrating knife. <laughs> There we go. Oh, is it a vibro blade? It is literally just a vibro knife. Okay. <laughs> cool. But yeah, that's interesting. And oh, look at that. Some sca- some other scavenger on Jakku who knew Ray would carry one of those with them. But yeah, so they have an internal generator that makes it vibrate, which turns, you know, into a much bit better weapon than it would be if it was just a dagger. Um, which is great because it means even the Mandalorians, whenever they just get in a little fight, they're like, let's make this as dramatic as possible. <laughs> I wonder if that, um, like, affects, like, well, would that still affect, like, Beskar? Is that why they use it? Yeah. Is that one of the I one things? Maybe. I d- but I think, like, in the one moment where one of them actually gets in a hit on the other, it's, like, clear that they managed to get the knife between two spots of yeah. that star, you know? Like, yeah. they, they aimed specifically uh, to get to a place where that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I guess the thing is with Beskar is that nothing really gets through it, because in season oh, yeah. two... yeah. We see people fighting lightsabers with Beskar. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just warms warms up the Beskar. It's like red hot. But besides that, you know, it's it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, and even in this episode, well, at the end, yeah, he's got a little Beskar that protects. That, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Grief Karga yeah, who yeah. shoots at it. Yeah, yes. So. That's a, that's cool. And it that's just kind of nice. glances right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I also forgot because yeah, you get so used to like I don't know. Once you've seen the first season, gotten into second season, I forgot that like Grieve Karga very much like is straight up out for Man- Mando at the end of this first episode. This episode, you know, like, um, and I mean everybody is to be fair. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. They, this is a dog eat dog version of Star Wars. They're they all need their money, uh, so they are more than willing to go, you know, uh, fight somebody that they literally all just five seconds ago were like, "Whoa, look at this guy!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah, we also get going to that ending though of like the big shootout that we briefly kind of mentioned. That's our first like big like Western style shootout of the series, which becomes a real staple. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And I love that. It just it, the moments like that for me are what makes this like I don't know, almost feel more Star Warsy than some of the like sequel trilogy stuff. No, yeah, because like the Western and the like samurai influence and all of that 
is something that's very much the heart of Star Wars. It, exactly. You know? No, no, no. Yeah, I completely agree. So I feel like I like that they went back to like, I feel like A New Hope had a very, I don't want to say Western, but I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a Western. It, get, it, it loses some of the Western when they get to like, to the Death Star and stuff. But like yeah, being on a yeah. desert planet, going to like this, this random town and just like having all these like rogue people. I like it referencing yeah. that. Um, going into the rough bar yeah, <laughs> to yeah, get a yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get a smuggler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that kind of, I don't even know what the word would be for that. Just, um, I don't want to say <laughs> that like. kind of I don't, influence of, of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I also like that it's, it's kind of has this like anonymity to it where it's not like, it's not like with the sequel trilogies where it's like, Ray is this special person with this lineage. It's mostly just these no name people that they could die and, you never know really anything, and I think that's yeah. I like them getting their own story too. I don't. Yeah. I wish. I don't, Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it always. It, it doesn't always have to be like these really special people with these really mm-hmm. lineages of basically they don't have to be like this royal family kind of characters. I like yeah. having like small characters or like. even just force sensitive at all. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. 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 I was I was saying I think on a different episode recently that yeah the thing is with me was I was always you know as a kid obviously the lightsabers and the force was the exciting part so I was never it, it literally probably wasn't until this that I kind of understood the appeal of stories that aren't about force sensitive yeah. people you know yeah, exactly. like yeah. this and Rogue One probably yeah. where I was yeah. like ah this is this is this is cool <laughs> you know it's just really cool i love like the anonymity is a really good word for what makes this this yeah. section of the universe so appealing that was a good good call uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this whole i wish i knew what the name of this particular like world is that he keeps going back to here oh, for his jobs um let me look it but, up this particular world is definitely that. Like, it is just where, you know, the bounty hunters go to get their jobs exactly. and don't even look at each other for more than 10 seconds on their way in and out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool. I love this whole, like, underground Mandalorian thing that we get in this, too. Having this kind of, I don't want to say, like, dwarven kind of thing, but, like, this underground... I don't know, smelting kind of like armor people. <laughs> I, I don't know, something like yeah. that. Um, I haven't really seen. It even has kind of a like Lord of the Rings yeah, vibe it has, like, in a, a weird, weird way. Yeah, like this yeah. fantasy medieval kind of thing that you don't really see too much from Star Wars, and I like, I like that. Yeah, and I think like one of, yeah. I think the, um, is it just the armorer? Is that her name? Like, yes, one of the yeah. She has like like uh, fur, kind of like on her. I think. Maybe I'm thinking correctly, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah no, you're, some, you're right. Like she that, has yeah. this kind of, like, fur thing, and yeah. she has, like, a lot more, like, leather and organic yeah. stuff yeah, on exactly. her outfit yeah, yeah. than some of the yeah. others. She even kind of talks like she's in a, exactly. <laughs> a yeah, like, yeah. fantasy thing. Yeah, and I wonder and, if that, uh, like, it's great. affects how their little group is. I wonder if, like, different clans or have different kind of subcultures yes and i mean i think that's definitely a thing yeah right because in season two <laughs> oh, well, whenever yeah, he meets yeah. good old yeah. bo-katan she's like yeah. all right dude you're on some weird shit my man <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah it's it's really interesting though to see kind of how you know how these people vary and how even within these you know because the whole thing is their whole culture is this whole thing of foundlings. Yeah. Um, 
and and just people who are literally gathered from different areas. So it's clear that, you know, Din Jaren is from a wildly different world than the armor, whatever her given name is, whatever her Christian name is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, she's such a cool character that I kind of wish we were able to see in season two, but I get that we're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I love that character. That's the kind of character that I look at and go, I would love to make that costume, but yeah, yeah, I have I have twenty seven too many costumes already in the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a cool character. I love also that like in that sequence we get that like flashback where I was we start say, to get some yeah. of Mando's backstory. Yeah, I like the um, the flat. It's like a referencing to like almost like prequel. I mean those. I mean they are prequel droids. So, like, seeing yes. that, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> so, like, seeing <laughs> that is kind of refreshing, too. Um, yeah. Because I feel like sometimes they kind of want to, like, um, what's the word? Like, they, they kind of want to write that off and say the prequels didn't happen. <laughs> and yep. then yeah, I, I like that they, they kind of, they added that in because it would be timely. That would be what yeah. would be there. So, yeah. It it helps you with his with his timeline. Mm-hmm. It helps yeah, you kind of clock like yeah. okay, so this is how old he is before you've seen him take off his helmet and know that he's Pedro Pascal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. It's just a really well made sequence. And I mean, I think one of the biggest strengths right of this series is the fact that you know. Dave Filoni, who is involved with all kinds of prequel stuff, is involved with this and unafraid to bring back prequel stuff. And just he's unafraid to bring back things that people generally don't like and kind of try to recontextualize them. You know, the guys, you know, him and him and John Favreau kind of have balls when in the very first episode they bring up Life Day from the Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that that takes some guts yeah. to like right off the bat be like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna mention Life Day and you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, get over it, nerds, you know. And you know, this episode also just ends on two like really great moments because besides the ball Grogu getting the ball, which we mentioned before, I also love the moment of I'm obvious foreshadowing where he like looks at all the guys with jetpacks and oh, just and goes says he needs one. Yeah. I yeah. gotta get one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is relatable, because yes, if I saw, if I was in the Star Wars universe and I saw my bros hanging out with jetpacks, I'd be like, hold on, yeah. why didn't I get one of those yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, when this um, when this show first came out, I remember, my dad's not super into Star Wars, so I remember, mm-hmm. like, he just brought up, he's like, isn't that Boba Fett? And I was like, no, it's a new character, and he's like... Well, why doesn't he have, like, a jetpack and, like, everything that Boba has? And I'm like, because he's a new character, so he doesn't, I mean, not everyone has that. We're gonna find out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it is kind of cool to see, and especially in season two, we we do see Boba, so that's good. Uh, Yeah, so seeing seeing that development's cool, yeah. And seeing him also, like, didn't, like, build up his you know armor his his weapons like you know even in this one you know we get the the whistling birds and the uh flamethrower for the first time yeah yeah it's cool it's cool it is yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i think this this show really does kind of just become din collecting weapons across the galaxy yeah yeah. and i think that's just a pretty good i suppose that's just good writing in general to have like showing him getting these weapons and then he also happens to use them in a moment that he needs them like it's it's 
Yeah. They they know what they're it's doing. It's good <laughs> set up and yeah, yeah. set the, up the and, payoff you know, is good. Yeah. yeah. Payoff. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all this is just I don't know. Every episode of this show kind of makes me just like kind of reappreciate like what good Star Wars looks like. <laughs> yeah. You know, like and it's it's great and it just it gives me a lot of hope for, you know, all those future shows and movies that we got announced. Yeah. Um yeah. and this one too I noted is directed by Deborah Chow, who's like taking over the Kenobi series. So that's awesome. Excited. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. <laughs> she definitely kills it here. Yeah. Like, this yeah, exactly. is a great episode. Is this um, the only one that she directed? Did she do another one? Let me I'm, see. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure she directed another one. I do love that these Disney things, too, these Disney shows are giving a lot more like women the like reins oh. on directing episodes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like, so you got her, um, who else was it? Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Yeah. 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 Um, she directs the Sanctuary episode and then the one with Bo-Katan, I think, in the second season. Yeah. So. There's yeah. a few other ones, it, too. Yeah, I like. I think so. I like yeah. the, di- like, having diversity because it's usually, it's, yeah. it's been George Lucas for a while and it's like, <laughs> yeah. we can, we can have someone else a little bit. Yeah. And, and even in the Marvel ones, like I think every single Marvel has been like show run or mainly directed by a woman <laughs> and like yeah. shows like yeah. WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier and now Loki, which uh, first episode we are recording this on the first day of the first episode that dropped. It's great. If you haven't is seen it, it yet, okay. really I have not seen it. it. I, I like uh, WandaVision. So I'm hoping if it's, is it anything <laughs> in the same vein as that? Is it? It's definitely weird. Like WandaVision, like not full, not, as weird because nothing could quite be as weird as one that's true that's is, true yeah yeah but it's pretty wild uh and i really enjoyed it so hey that's that's the uh pro tip of the day Let's okay well out, i will check that out <laughs> <laughs> revisiting everything talking about these things watching new marvel stuff even though obviously disney as big company taking everything over is bad objectively on paper yeah <laughs> the, con- the content we're getting is so good yeah <laughs> and i yeah. really have been enjoying it yeah um and boy mandalorian is kind of the shining jewel on the crown right now the center jewel yeah i think it kind of set like a precedence like if if it if it wasn't written so well i think everything else probably wouldn't have got like a green light so I mean, I know that they probably they probably would have had WandaVision, but I think that kind of set everything up expectation-wise. And also they knew yes. that they would they would have people coming back for it. Um, yeah. Which is why they released like, the- like five new shows or whatever however many shows they're releasing <laughs> now. Like I think it gave them enough confidence to like trust in that yeah. kind of And they know what their standard is now for the quality of like, all right, guys, yeah. this is this is the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you gotta yeah. at least get to this. Yeah. Um which is setting a pretty high standard. It is, and yeah. I'm excited about it. And, you know, I've heard rumors that one of the things that, you know, they announced was um Patty Jenkins doing the rogue oh, squadron. Oh yeah. yeah I saw that, yeah, yeah. And then after Wonder Woman 1984, which everybody is very split on. I like it. I think it's fine. Um, but after that, apparently, over at Lucasfilm, they're like, all right, let's put a better, a better leash on Patty. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's a weird movie. There are a lot of weird decisions in that movie. But 
I don't know, man. I think her doing a like, I don't know, like Top Gun style <laughs> Star Wars thing is going to be great. Yeah, I um, honestly like I'm down for anything that's like new. <laughs> like it, that's never <laughs> been done with Star Wars. So I'm that's yeah. fine. I, 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 I really <laughs> do. Pilots were the other thing, especially as a kid that yeah. really like caught me yeah. and got me in. So whenever they were like pi- X-Wing pilot show or movie, I was like, fuck yeah sign me up i'm there (laughs) day one you know like (laughs) i will break down the door to get into the theater if they try to keep me out (laughs) you know like (laughs) so you know it like poe was like whenever they introduced poe in force awakens i was like that's my guy and then the last jedi changed that to kylo and it's a whole thing but you know (laughs) i was like this is my guy i love the the cocky pilot you know like uh trope yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm really excited to see, especially like a gal, Patty Jenkins, take that kind of thing on and make it into something really yeah, cool definitely. and unique. Yeah. Anyway, but now that we've, I guess, mostly covered most of the episode and had another good tangent, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, I guess, go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have. Anything you want to plug for everybody out there listening? Not really. <laughs> Not I really. wish I, you know, I wish I had like a like a SoundCloud well, page or something that I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, you uh, have stuff on good old Talk Film Society. I do. That I have people can check out uh, two um, articles. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, right? It's been a weird year, obviously. That's true. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of movies to review, so yeah. And speaking of it being a weird year, to move on to, I guess, my plugs. Um, I just turned in yesterday uh, a piece on Bo Burnham's Inside Special, awesome. which should probably be out by the time this comes out. So check that out. Cool. Um, and all my other stuff's on Talk Film Society. I'm on Twitter at CallieSmith92. I don't know if you have a Twitter plug or anything that you oh, want to put out there. Oh, I do. It's just, out there. It, it's at low it's file. Low file. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is for everything. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, you gotta have that that internet brand Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, hey, thanks for coming on the well, show. Thank you for thanks having for me. Yeah. The episode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I look forward to doing it again in the future. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, cool. And uh, for everybody who is uh, at home listening to this, may the force be with you.